Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 28, and this is your weekly recap show. You missed a missed an episode, missed a couple matches, missed a promo or two. Don't like it. Don't like WW. Don't like watching WWE, and maybe still like to keep an eye on what's going on. Welcome to this podcast. This is what I do. I watch all of that crap. I watch all of AEW. I watch all of WWE. I do watch Impact Wrestling, but I just like to watch. That's just like a guilty pleasure. I like to watch on the side. I don't review it, but I watch it. So there's that. I just my wife and I love to watch wrestling. So. You know, I I figured I might as well do something with all that knowledge, or I guess you can call it knowledge, and I just give y'all a little recap, little review, and at the end of it, I give out my patented, most coveted award of all time. I'm telling you, the the phones are ringing nonstop, getting phone calls from wrestlers all around the world asking, hey, can you shout me out for the three-star award? And I say... I just can't, bro. Like I, they're sending me money. They're sending me all this, all this gear, all this great stuff. One guy tried to send send me a golden statue elephant, and I was like, "Whoa, bro! I can't even fit that in my house." But at the end of the week, I give out the coveted three star award to my three favorite matches of the week. I'll shout out some matches that I felt like were close, but no cigar and all that great stuff. So again, welcome to the GX WrestleCast. Let's get into it. We always kick off this show with Monday Night Raw because. That's how my week starts. I just I I review it in the way that I watch it, and I always watch it in this order of Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, SmackDown, and Rampage, and then pay-per-views, so on and so forth. And generally, Impact will get thrown in somewhere between. Sometimes we miss it. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about Impact Wrestling, but we are talking about Monday Night Raw. They were in Washington, D.C., the the nation's capital. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not American. I'm Canadian, but I, I know that. I know that uh, that fact. There you go. So, uh, Monday Night Raw kicks off, as usual, with the Bloodline. They are in the ring. Elias was attacked by the Bloodline earlier in the day. The Tag Team Championship match is cancelled? What the heck? But no, hold on, wait a minute. Matt Riddle comes out. He still wants his match. Sami Zayn gets on the mic and brings out the Usi. The DC crowd is all about it, man. They just, everyone's loving this Usi thing. It is a phenomenon. It's it's not scissor. It's not scissor in AEW, but it's it's hot, man. It's definitely hot. I'm gonna give that a thumbs up. Sammy tells Riddle to beat it, uh, uh, but Riddle says, hold up, wait a minute. I have a partner, bro. It's Kevin Owens. Oh, hell yeah, baby. I pop for that. Every time <laughs> Kevin Owens pops out, man, I, I like never think that's going to be Kevin Owens, and then it is, and I'm like, yay, because I just love Kevin Owens so much. Uh, now, that is a major upgrade over Elias. So, you, you know, I, I still I still don't, I still have faith in Elias. I, I still believe, but Kevin Owens, come on now, let's go. So, we move into the match now. Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle versus the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. A hell of a way to kick off the show here. Kevin Owens is a house of fire, hits a cannonball, then a moonsault on Jimmy Uso. Shenanigans from the bloodland, from the bloodland, from the bloodline, as always. Solo and Kevin Owens get face to face. Ooh, baby, I, 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 that would be a really fun match in the future. I, I want that. We get a 1D from the Usos on Matt Riddle, and the Usos retain their championships. Ah, 
you know, the, the new team just couldn't take out the bloodline, man. The Usos are <laughs> the arguably the greatest tag team in WWE history. So, yeah, new tag teams generally won't be able to take them out, even if it is the, the likes of Kevin Owens. And, you know, Matt Riddle's pretty good himself. Uh, just And on top of that, they got uh, Solo Sokoa and Sammy Uso out there. So they're just outnumbered. Uh, it was a solid match. I was expecting a lot more out of this one, to be honest. You know, there's there's a lot of really good talent here. I like everybody in the ring right there. And, uh, yeah, just didn't quite live up to what I was hoping for, though. Uh, after the match, Bloodline attacked Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle, who didn't see that coming. Kevin Owens chases the Usos, leaving Matt Riddle all alone with Solo Sokoa. rut Riddle gets absolutely wrecked with chair shots, and I freaking called it man i freaking call it solo sokoa is becoming umaga oh baby i love it he pulls out the samoan spike and i freaking pop for that man he's got the he's got the the thumb all taped up smacks the thumb right into the throat of matt riddle oh baby dude i oh, it just makes me really miss umaga man what a so tragic that he passed away so young but man solo sokoa pulling out the umaga stuff i love it thumbs up for that and also thumbs up for me for calling that. Riddle is destroyed uh, by a chair. He, uh, uh, what do you call it? Solo wraps it like around his neck and then just smashes his ass into him in the corner. Woo! Yeah, so uh, Riddle is going to be out. Uh, he needs to be stretchered out of the of the arena. And Solo Sokoa just walks off emotionless. Dude, I am loving Solo Sokoa. Really dug his run there in NXT. And now he's crushing it up here on the main roster. Thumbs up for him. Match was uh, honestly underwhelming, like I said, but the opening promo was good. Kevin Owens coming out was was awesome. I popped for that. And Solo becoming Umaga, buddy, has me so excited. Good start to the show here. Thumbs up for that. JD McDuff... Wait, nope, sorry. God, I get... I Jeez. <sighs> Judgment Day backstage. Rhea Ripley is coming for Bianca's championship. Oh, hell yeah. I'm down with that, man. I, I kind of like the idea of Ripley becoming champion. I can be uh, I can be convinced of that working. Uh, Judgment Day has been great, and she has really found her footing as, uh, I would say, the leader of Judgment Day, arguably. I really like her and Dom Mysterio. And with the Judgment Day backing her up, I could see Bianca, you know, I could be, yeah. I think uh, Rhea Ripley is, uh, has been really good. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'd be down for, uh, you know, I like Bianca, but Rhea Ripley right now. God damn. Moving on, we're backstage. The JBL Poker Invitational is going on. Got a bunch of the rosters here. You got the, you got Alpha Academy and, and, and others. Just a, a bunch of people, especially, but Tazawa. Tazawa's here, of course. JBL welcomes everybody to the tournament except Tazawa. What the hell? Loomis, Dexter Loomis arrives with a bunch of cash, and he is promptly welcomed to play. Like, come on in, pal, you got money, you can play. So uh, that'll be a, a fun little skit going on throughout the show here. Uh, now we got Bailey. She's coming out for her triple threat match, but uh, she is interrupted by Becky Lynch. She's walking through the crowd again, pulling off the, the, the John Moxley, trying to do her uh, interpretation of that. Uh, I, I dug I dig it. She's interrupting Bailey's entrance here. Uh, they go at it. They go at it on the on the mic. Crowd is super hot for Becky, man. They're they're loving it. Bailey calling out Becky for making everything about her. It's a it's a very well done promo, man. I really dug it. 
Becky firing back until Rhea Ripley arrives. Uh, she's in this triple threat match, so she's heard enough. She stares down Lynch, and oh yeah, man, that's another match I would love to see. Rhea Ripley versus Becky's Becky Lynch. I always want to say Becky's lunch because that's what my wife and I call her. It's a, it's a stupid inside joke, okay? Leave me alone. Moving on now, we have the triple threat match. Bailey versus Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. The winner here will face the, the winner of the other triple threat later or some shit uh, for, the, for a chance to get into the Iron Survivor. I think that's what's going on. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out as the show goes on. I'm sorry. Bailey and Rhea team up against Asuka. Obviously, the two heels are going to team up against the baby face here. Asuka goes to jump off, uh, off of, B- of Bailey. Uh, like jump off of her back for some sort of kick, but she slips, misses. Uh, it's a little bit of a botch here, so a little whoopsie doodle. You know, it 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 was it was wasn't a horrible botch, but it it happened. Oscar whooping some ass, landing a couple of stiff looking head kicks on Rhea Ripley. Yum yum. Bailey dodges a flip off of the steps by Rhea, and Rhea just lands really hard on the outside. Man, just whack right on the small of her back. That is going to hurt in the morning. Bailey hits the rose plant. I think that's what the hell she's calling her finisher. I I thought it was called the nose plant because she's like planting your nose into the ground. I don't know. I regardless, it's a stupid name. Uh, the move is whatever. It's it's not great either. Uh, Bailey picks up the big win right here. Uh, good match. Couple slip ups uh, throughout the match, and uh, the finish was kind of flat. Just kind of like happened uh, without a whole bunch of hoopla going on. It was kind of yeah, just flat. But Rhea and Oscar really went at it uh, in this match. Really enjoyed that. That was great. Bailey was good as always. She's just gosh, she's so consistently good, man. Every man she's in, she's fantastic. Enjoyed her when she teamed up with Rhea Ripley and it inevitably like breaking down and them <laughs> having to fight each other. That's always good stuff. Well done. Uh, I honestly would have enjoyed Rhea Ripley picking up the win here. I, I honestly thought she was going to seven. Out of them. Good match right here. Good match. Rhea starts beating down Asuka. Looks like they might move into a rivalry. If they give me more of uh, what they did in this match, man, that is going to be some good stuff. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. Hell yeah. That's some that'll be that'll be really good. Now we got him. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> it's Seth freaking Rollins with that goofy little laugh of his. Makes my wife and I laugh every time. That freaking uh holiday commercial that they do for all the merch and <laughs> that little laugh from Seth Rollins. <laughs> I can't do I can't do it right now. I don't know what's going on. Uh Seth Rollins has big news for the DC crowd and on top of that the crowd absolutely adores Seth Rollins right now. Everybody does. He announces he's going to face Big Bobby Lashley 1v1 next week. So there you go. That's a big announcement. Uh, I love when he, they do that to the crowd. Like it sounds like there's going to be a big match but they just announce it for the next week. It's like, "Oh, you're not going to have it here." Moving on, Lashley comes out now. He's looking real sharp, got a nice outfit on. Crowd also loves Bobby Lashley. Seth chirping Bobby about Lesnar being better than him in every single way. And man, that must have hit close for Bobby. He grabs Seth, and I swear, he grabbed him like fucking hard, bro. Like, I think he was actually pretty pissed off. Then they brawl, a big old brawl breaks out. Refs and security run out to break it up, and hey... It's freaking Petey Williams. He's here now. Apparently, he's working uh, in a backstage role for the WWE. And uh, he gets welcomed uh, by eating a big old spear 
from Bobby Lashley. So welcome to the WWE, Petey Williams. Maybe we get to see the legendary Canadian Destroyer out of him someday. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, cool. I popped for uh, seeing Petey Williams. My wife adores Petey Williams. Like it's one of those weird ones. Like she's barely she's seen him wrestle like three times. And she's, I thought I love that man. I'm like I understand. He's he's very lovable. Now backstage, Austin Theory, he is interviewed about what just happened. He doesn't care about a couple of old dudes fighting Bobby Lashley and, and Seth Rollins. I mean, calling them a couple old dudes, that's uh, that's fucked up. I mean, your hairline is uh, moving on. Mustafa appears yet again. Just get the hell out of here, Mustafa Ali. No one likes you. Theory tells him what everyone is thinking. Just go the hell away. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think Ali honestly would be a better fit on NXT or something or quite honestly possibly another company maybe he goes to impact i just don't think he's a fit here at least on the main roster man it just sucks quite honestly he's had so many shitty gimmicks and he's just in another shitty role right now that no one gives a crap about like everyone is cheering for the other guy instead of ollie and ollie just gets no reaction and like i've said before no reaction is the worst reaction you can get and that's what ollie gets on it for like three years straight now like come on let's 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 move on and moving on, <laughs> poker tournament now continues. Gallows and Gable get into the uh, really annoying shoosh nerd off. Like, shoosh nerd. Shoo. I don't like that, man. Just ugh, too much of that. I mean, two times is enough, but they do it like eight times. And it's just way too many times. Dexter Loomis wrecks Baron with a full house. Hoo-hoo, hello, how you doing? Baron is ac- accusing Dexter of cheating. So Loomis pulls out a massive axe. Okay, whoa, bud, <laughs> just relax. Oh my god, I giggled for that. That was good. Dominic Mysterio and Tazawa having a disagreement at the table. JBL tells them to take that shit to the ring. So they're going to do that a little bit later on. Uh, I really enjoyed just Dexter Loomis pulling out a freaking like four foot axe. Like this was not no little freaking hand axe. It was a full, it was a big old ma- massive axe. It was, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now we got a match Austin Theory versus. <sighs> The one that no one cares about. Mustafa Ali. This is for the United States Championship. DC booing the bejesus out of Austin Theory. A scary looking botch on the top rope. Hurricanrana by Mustafa. Everyone's alright though. Just a little scary looking. Out of nowhere. Dolph Ziggler. The Zig Zig. He super kicks Austin Theory. Making Ali get disqualified. And Ali is very pissed off at Ziggler. Theory is also pissed off at Ziggler. He attacks Ali and Dolph. Match was fine. It was it was there. It existed. Theory, for the most part, dominating the match. And Ali just, you know, getting his ass kicked, selling. You know, he, he's a fine seller. He could sell. He's good in the ring. Just no one gives a shit. Moving on. The Miz uh, wants into the poker tournament. JBL says, sure, man, 50 bucks. Miz says he has no cash on him, but here's a Rolex. JBL says, man, that thing is fake. What's wrong with you? Miz is offended and he leaves. Uh, cute little funny moment right there. Back inside in the poker tournament, everyone is arguing. JBL fucking loses his mind. Tournament is over. That's it. Loomis and Gargano are the only ones left at the table, and they just take all the cash and bolt like, like uh, I don't know, cheese it, fellas. You know uh, what do you call them, gangsters? I don't know. It was freaking hilarious. Thumbs up. Uh, good stuff from Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis right here. Uh, Dexter Loomis doesn't say a word, but he was funny, and Gargano was funny, and the whole segment was funny, and again, thumbs up. Moving on, we got Bianca Belair, the women's champion. She is being interviewed about Bayley winning the triple threat match. 
She is impressed, but uh, not impressed with Ripley's sore loserness. She is asked about uh, the upcoming triple threat. She likes all the competitors, but I don't. I don't matter. It, it don't matter, man. She says she's going to beat anybody, and I really like the confidence of Bianca Belair. She's like beyond confident. That's her. That's her shtick. She's the EST, the bestest, the strongest, the fastest, and all that crapest. Uh, she's not the crapest. She's she's awesome. I I really enjoy Bianca Belair. I don't know what's going on. Oh, it's one of those mornings, you know. I had too much coffee. Six-man tag team match now. The OC versus Corbin and the Alpha Academy. JBL joins commentary here. That's always a good time. The Academy and Baron dominating the OC. Baron hits a awesome deep six, man, on AJ Styles. God, I love that move. AJ gets the hit or uh, gets the hot tag for Anderson. They gain back the momentum. Hit a magic killer for the W. Uh, It's just a standard tag team, or a WWE standard tag team match. Don't get them mixed up with a standard AEW six-man tag team match, which are awesome. Standard six-man tag team matches in WWE, Pretty pretty plain. Not not nothing special, honestly, about this one. Uh, not a big fan of the return of Anderson and Gallows. They're honestly they're quite boring so far in their return. Uh, Could have been fun if uh, they've been pairing with JBL and being like if they became the new APA because that's kind of their thing. They like drinking beer. They like playing poker, having a good time, kind of partying, just making money. And I think that would play well if they had JBL as their mouthpiece. But I understand they got AJ Styles here on the roster, so they kind kind of have to do uh their their bullet club thing because they've had so much history and all every company basically so yeah they're kind of stuck doing that but i think that you pair them up with jbl or again just make baron corbin and get him uh getting some get him someone and then make a new apa just some guys drinking beer kicking ass or basically what briggs and jensen are doing in nxt but with jbl or just have jbl go down and, and pair up with briggs and jensen for god's sakes gee so many better things you could be doing with jbl right now good god <sighs> anyway uh where the hell was i was is the match over yeah, the match is over. Okay, moving on. Candice LeRae now is being interviewed about her upcoming match against Damage Katarl. Nikki Cross is creeping on her in the background. That just made me laugh. <laughs> I love Nikki Cross, man. Gargano and Dexter Loomis arrive with the cash they won, so everyone just leaves. They're going to go party with all the, all the money. Good for them. Akira Tozawa now versus Dom Mysterio with the Judgment Day. Don Mysterio rocking uh, I'm Your Mommy t-shirt. Uh, I would have honestly much preferred he wearing the Poppy I'm Your Poppy t-shirt, but I'm Your Mommy. Uh, I mean, I, if, if, it's, if you don't have the context with it, it's a weird-looking shirt, but Rhea Ripley is his mommy, basically. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think if my buddy if my buddy Billy would, would uh, listen to my WrestleCasts, he would have a good laugh at that one, but maybe I'll just tell him about it. Rhea coaches Dom to the victory here. Not much of a match, but uh, more heat added to Dom and the judgment day judgment day go to beat down to zawa but the street profits run out for the save all right i just again i just I, i'm happy that Tazawa is here dom mysterio continues to be entertaining and i really like the judgment day triple threat now we got alexa bliss versus nikki cross versus becky lynch oh hell yeah nikki going absolutely crazy with her coat whipping it around like a psychopath she eats a throat punch and a kick and she is out of the ring for a while ah damn so uh, not a good start for nikki <laughs> nice technical wrestling here from Br- from bliss and lynch bliss teases the sister abigail the crowd goes oh <gasps> But she doesn't do it. Nikki back in the ring going crazy yet again. She is tearing up the announce table. Becky hits a bowling shoe ugly leg drop off the top rope and lands hard on her ass. 
Becky, you got to learn how to do, do that move properly. Uh, ask Hulk Hogan how his spine feels doing uh, 20 years of leg drops. He lost four inches of height because of uh, the spinal fusion, fusions. So uh, I would just like if you would uh, take those uh, less on your ass. But moving on, we got a nice Tower of Doom spot. Becky doing the da- uh, doing all the damage here. We get a near fall on Nikki Cross. She kicks out. Good little slap from Bliss to Nikki's face. That made me chuckle. Becky breaks up a pin with a better-looking top rope leg drop. I'll give her that. Much better looking. Dakota Kai and Io Sky run down. They beat down Becky Becky Lynch. Powerbomb her through the announce table. Not the best-looking powerbomb. They kind of struggled to get her up there, but they got the job done, so I'll give it a thumbs up. It's still a table spot. Bliss hits Twisted Bliss kind of out of nowhere on Nikki Cross for the W here. Ah, oh, damn it. I, I honestly, I wanted Nikki Cross to win this one. Uh, it was still a very good match. Alexa was really impressive tonight. I have to give her props. Becky was a little sloppy at times, but that's kind of her thing. She's just kind of a, you know, a little bit of a sloppy mess, but she still continues to improve, adding things to her repertoire. So it's Becky. She's great, uh, but still a good performance overall. Nikki, <laughs> just a little psychopath out there. Very entertaining stuff from her. Seven and a half out of ten. Bliss will face Bailey now for a chance at Bianca for the championship. So that should be a really good match. Bailey and Bliss are very familiar with each other. That should uh, that should be a good match right there. And it was a very solid Raw this week. I I'm not a fan of the OC, and I feel maybe Mustafa. Uh, would be better on NXT, possibly. I just uh, Those things aren't hitting for me right now. Show otherwise, though, was good. The poker tournament had some really funny moments. Seth versus Bobby Lashley will be good moving forward. And Theory putting up some wins. Yeah, that's good stuff. And some good matches thrown in there. Tag title match was a bit over- underwhelming for me. Really could have stole the show. That should have been the best uh, match on the show. But uh, the triple threat matches were good. He had a title match at the beginning. So it was a good, it was a well put together Raw this week. I enjoyed it. Six and a half out of ten. Very solid. Moving on now, let's go to NXT 2.0. Starting out with, oh baby, a triple threat match. Let's go. I can't get enough of them. Von Wagner versus Axiom versus Andre Chase for a spot in the Iron Survivor match. Oh hell yeah. Duke and Hale pumping up Mr. Chase before the match. That was, oh, I just love that stuff, man. It's so funny. Axiom doing um, some wicked dual springboard move on on uh, Wagner and Andre Chase. I cannot explain it. Wicked move. Thumbs up for that. Vaughn slams Axiom while being superplexed by Chase. I mean, whoa, what a freaking cool spot right there. Thumbs up again. Chase with a double DDT. Nails a crossbody, but Axiom steals the pin with a kick to Vaughn's head. Whoa, that was a that was a great match, man. Really like the mix of the three styles here. Uh, Axiom with the high flying, flying all over the place. Chase was hilarious and just a brawl. He's just a kind of a little mix of everything. He's just good, and of course, Von Wagner just fucking smashing everything, slamming everything. I enjoyed this quite a lot. Eight out of ten, and it was a fast paced match. Like it was just you know a st- good opening match, F- fucking fast. Triple threat match. I dug it, man. And uh, yeah, Axiom will be in the Iron Survivor match. I'm sorry, Mr. Chase, man. I'm rooting for you. But I mean, Axiom is such a good performer. He he sucks when it comes to his mic skills. But damn, is he ever something to watch in the ring. Eight out of ten. I'm telling you, great match. 
Braun and Apollo go out. <laughs> they go fishing on a on a boat. It's a, it's a very weird bromance. I don't. I, I It's a it's a weird rivalry thing. I don't know what the hell they're doing right now. Not what I was expecting out of uh, Braun Breaker versus Apollo Cruz. I thought these two would. Uh, I don't know. They're. It's weird, man. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? It's a. Uh, kind of going over my head it's kind of like back burner stuff to me right now if it doesn't have jd mcdonough in it it just kind of doesn't really matter that much to me <laughs> but uh no it's it's fine i'm just waiting for the match to happen i want to see apollo go crazy in the ring because he's very very talented but yeah weird bromant here i don't know what to think about it we got uh sing and sanga they interrupt a upcoming big body hobby match to call out the creed bros again i like sanga on the mic he's uh, underratedly pretty darn good on it a still injured Julius Creed comes out to point at them and rabble, rabble, rabble about nothing. Uh, he's too hurt to fight, so yeah, that's that's really all there is to that. Thea Hale is amped backstage. She has a match later, but uh, Mr. Chase is, is quite pissed off. He lost his match earlier, and uh, Duke is concerned. Zion Quinn. Hey, what's going on? There's Zion Quinn. It's, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen this guy. He's going up against Tony D with sticks. Oh, boy. The Don makes quick work as Zion picks up an easy win right here. But match was whatever. I mean, the Don is all about the big mouth stuff. He's uh, not much, not very impressive in the ring. So, uh, yeah, he gets on the mic and starts doing his thing, baby. Wesley comes out to welcome back the Don. Dijak appears on screen. He says some words, and then Wesley pushes Stacks. Whoa, bro. How dare he? What the hell's going on? Wesley, out of control right now. Opponents start. Li- opponents are starting to line up for the North American Championship. Uh, I think the Don would be a good fit for a champion. Uh, he's he's got a good. I really like the gimmick. I just oh man, I don't. I just I think it's the gimmick is really good. Uh, there's a lot like to be flawed with Tony D. I mean, it's, it's just his matches are really like kind of bad. But um, really like Tony D, man. And and maybe maybe just have Stacks doing all the wrestling, and then you have Tony D do all the talking. I think that's probably the best way to do this. Hank Walker, the everyman, versus Charlie Dempsey. And hey, it's Drew Gulak. Uh, He's here to watch the match. What's going on? uh, Dempsey beating the crap out of Hank with stiff shots. Locks in this really cool submission. And the everyman, Hank Walker, has to tap out. Aw, man. Impressive win here for Dempsey. He really reminds me of a young William Regal mixed with uh, the bruiserweight Pete Dunn or uh, Butch, whatever the hell people are calling them nowadays. Better luck next time, every man. That's, uh, yeah, kind of got his ass kicked right here. Uh, Grayson Waller getting interviewed. He is teasing poor McKenzie. What the hell, man? How dare you, Grayson Waller, you slime ball. McKenzie is a national treasure. She is awesome. I love her. Uh, pretty deadly. They are in the ring, and they got it all done up for Christmas. They're dressed up like Santa and an elf. Um, wow. Uh, they're really going all out right here. This This is making me giggle. The elf sits on Santa's lap. The crowd gets a little bit uncomfortable for a second and then pretty tell, pretty deadly tell us a Christmas story filled with some sexual innuendos. I mean, dude, I, I, I'm really into the pretty deadly gimmick. It's, it just reminds me of like a new version of Edge and Christian. It's just really stupid. They, they really go all in with it. Really goofy stuff. I really dig it. Thumbs up right here. And then out of nowhere... 
it's the new day they show up out of nowhere what the fuck crowd absolutely explodes for them kofi and xavier enter the ring and put some seasons beatings on pretty deadly smashing some gifts over their heads damn okay that was unexpectedly awesome new day looking to challenge the champs for their titles at deadline all right that will be fun um Wow, okay, that one's really unexpected. I'm, I will make predictions a little bit later on in this episode for the upcoming pay-per-view at Deadline. But, uh, wow, uh, New Day versus Pretty Deadly. Uh, who is going to be the goofiest team in this one? Who is going to out-goofball the other team? I think Pretty Deadly might have the goofball edge on this one. But in terms of who's going to win that match, that is up in the air. Who do you think is going to win that one? That's crazy. Oh, the National Treasure is back. Mackenzie, she scares the crap out of Big Body Javi. That made me giggle. Ikemen Hero, Ikemen Jiro, I have no idea how to say that name, man. Uh, the guy that wears the jacket, I asked him, <laughs> I, he is asked about his opinion on Javi. He calls him a chicken. What the fuck? Damn, though. But seriously, man, the, the freaking Mackenzie and Big Body Javi segments backstage, oh, gold man hilarious every single time the the chemistry between these two mckenzie and big body fuck yeah are these two dating or something like what the hell's going on here thumbs up i love it now we got thea hale with duke and on and mr chase versus is isla dawn hale hits a nice springboard like coffin drop move i was like damn that was sweet thumbs up for that uh other than that though uh dawn dominates most of the match here giving hale a couple unique twisting lariat slam things for the w uh it was an all right match making dawn looking look like really intimidating and strong so they did a good job doing that while still making hale like an enjoyable wacky underdog i i'm starting to really fall in love with the hale and just she's like um not crazy like uh nikki cross she's just like really really wacky i mean if you if you know you if you watch her you'll you know what i'm talking about but uh yeah thumbs up man i really dug that alba fire appears she attacks dawn they fight a bit then dawn escapes i can uh, i can see dawn versus fire going down some really cool paths they can they can definitely sneak in some really interesting matches like maybe there's gonna be like a boiler room brawl haven't seen one of those since like 1996 like maybe they do something weird like that there's gonna be some weird gimmick matches between these two like a fucking a baseball bat on fire on a pole match or something weird you know what i'm saying there's definitely these two are really two weird looking characters i honestly would like to see them as a tag team that would be really cool but regardless i'm i'm very interested to see uh these two going forward now we got a tag team match. We got Briggs and Jensen versus Blade and Anofe with Odyssey Jones. Blade with a nice springboard moonsault to the outside. Von Wagner comes down to fight with Odyssey Jones. Blade and Anofe are distracted. This allows Briggs and Jensen to pick up the W. And man, uh, too bad the match was uh, short here. They were having a good fight. They were having a good match. Uh, if it just went a little bit longer, it would have had a good, really good match right here. But um, yeah, they had more time. Would have been a banger right here, but uh, too bad, man. I think Blade and Anofe, really good tag team right here, and and Briggs and Jensen as well. I think their gimmick is fun. I think they're fun in the ring as well. They kind of remind me of a much better Trevor Murdoch and, uh, what was it, Lance Cade? Like, you know, the freaking hillbillies. They're not quite hillbillies. They're like country boys, like drinking, hanging out at pubs and and, 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 and dive bars and stuff. It's, it's good. I like it. And Blade and Anofe, like, 
dude, they are chiseled, young, athletic. They're crazy in the ring, man. And I think they should get more time, honestly. They kind of remind me of, like, Private Party. Like, just a ridiculously underrated tag team. And when you see them in the ring, you're always like, damn, like... Give these guys some more time. Give them some more love. Maybe next week. But, uh, you know, they get a little bit of time here. I think they were starting to run out of time, honestly. Because the next match gets cut short, I feel, a little bit here, too. So, let's get into it. Main event time. Triple threat match. Indy Hartwell versus Wendy Chu versus Fallon Henley. Winner will be entered into the Iron Survivor match. Wendy Chu hits a big splash, and then Indy throws her out of the ring, smacks Henley's head with that big ol' elbow strike of hers, and, um, yeah, that's it. Freaking uh, Indy steals the match right here, and the victory. Damn. But honestly, this was a very good match, uh, but seriously though wasn't that like the exact same finish from all the other triple threats didn't every single triple threat match that i just talked about finish the exact same kind of way uh but honestly it was a wicked fast pace lots of big offense i think henley has superstar potential man i really like her work she's got a good look she's solid on the mic like her stuff with the the bar with kiana james or whatever i like it i think she has superstar potential and uh she could break out here soon so keep an eye on fallon henley chu also had a good performance here and indy man underratedly stiff over the last while like every match she is in she is kicking some ass and laying in some stiff shots i really like this match i've given it a seven and a half out of ten Indy gets in Mandy Rose's face backstage, and she herself lays down a pretty good promo. It was a short one, but she's like basically like really confident. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to take that title away from you. And uh, yeah, good stuff here from Indy Hartwell. I, I, I kind of like the fact that she won. I feel like, honestly, I would have went like Henley because I think she's got the bigger ceiling here and a lot of potential. But uh, Indy, man, I mean, they have been looking for something for her, so giving her a shot, it kind of makes sense. I don't think she'll be winning it, but I kind of, she's starting to grow on me in the ring. I just like that she's really stiff. And uh, now we finish off with the Grayson Waller effect. Oh my goodness, this has all of the Iron Survivor competitors. You got Grayson, you got Axiom, Gacy, JD McDonough, so you know I'm happy, and of course, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Waller is on a is on absolute fire on the mic, man. He is chirping every single buddy, every single person in the ring, man. Fucking hilarious. I'm dying. Thumbs up for this. I love that JD, Mello, and Waller are like rocking all nice Hawaiian shirts. And then there's Axiom turtleneck like what what the hell are you doing did you who 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 didn't give freaking axiom the freaking memo no turtlenecks what are you doing it was a hawaiian situation everyone's wearing hawaiian shirts dude and you got a turtleneck over here and you know freaking waller ch- chirped the fuck out of the turtleneck i was oh i loved it jd has heard enough though uh, no more talking. He headbutts the bejesus out of out of Grayson Waller, sending him to a new dimension. <laughs> I love that headbutt, man. Thumbs up. All hell breaks loose. Everyone getting it on, and the show ends. Oh, buddy, that was an awesome segment. Waller was freaking hilarious. Really shining here. Uh, he was he was the MVP. Other than that, uh, JD McDonough headbutt out of freaking nowhere. That was awesome. Chirping everybody with no mercy. Hilarious. But then there's freaking Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy sucked and Axiom. He's just not good on the mic. He doesn't have the mic skills. He was bland. Mello and JD and um, fucking Waller were all great. Thumbs up for those guys. 
And I would have to say thumbs up for NXT. It was good. Good go-home NXT this week. I'm excited for the new Iron Survivor match. Uh, Both look to be good. Good wrestlers in it in both the women's and men's matches. So uh, looking to be good. I hope my hopes hopes haven't gotten up too. Did I just say my hopes? I hope my hopes haven't gotten up too high. What a moron. Uh, But I hope... The match lives up to my hype. Uh, it looks like it's going to be good. New Day showing up was freaking awesome. That was a big surprise for the crowd and myself. I love that. I'm hoping they continue with Briggs and Jensen versus Blade and Anofi. I think they have something right there, but looks like Wagner is getting involved in that, so I don't know what they're going to do. I'm interested in Dawn versus Fire. Like I said, that can go down some really interesting routes. And damn, that finishing Waller effect was quite entertaining. Great way to end the show. I am giving NXT this week a 7.5 out of 10. Very good show this week, and I am excited for this Saturday's pay-per-view. What the hell are they calling it? Deadline? I don't know about that name, but it could be fun. All right, and now we move on to AEW Dynamite. They are in Austin, Texas. Oh, Texas. Jesus. All right, this is going to be good stuff. Show is kicking off with a battle royale. The winner gets a shot at the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Dustin Rhodes hits a Canadian Destroyer and eliminates Chris Sapien in this. So it's basically a Royal Rumble situation going on, but they can't call it a Royal Rumble. (laughs) And I like that... Uh, the old the old timer Dustin Rhodes is in there and hits a Canadian destroyer. Like, oh my goodness, I had to give that a thumbs up. Brian Cage keeps elimi- uh, trying to eliminate Dalton Castles, but the boys keep saving him, keep catching him every time he gets thrown out of the ring. That was freaking hilarious. He did it, and he does it like every battle royale, but it's still hilarious. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Then Big Bill boots Jungle Boy. That eliminates him. Then Morrissey gives Jungle Boy a brutal-looking choke slam onto the apron. Ouch. That, man, that was brutal. Sean Dean, Matt Hardy, Ethan Page, and Ricky Starks are your final four. It ends up coming down to Ethan Page and Ricky Starks. Starks reverses Ethan at the ropes. Page hits the floor, and Ricky Starks wins the battle royale. Oh, fuck yeah. Good Royale here. It was pretty standard. Uh, I love the Dalton Castle spot. The The overall finish was a, it was a bit predictable, but I thought it was well done. 7 out of 10. MJF immediately comes out to spoil the celebration. He grabs a microphone. He calls Richard the drizzling shits and a candy-ass dollar store Dwayne. Holy moly, what a chirp. MJF will now refer to Ricky Starks as the pebble. This is fantastic. I will give that a thumbs up. Uh, it's Ricky's turn, baby. He gets the microphone. He calls MJF a maxi pad. That, oh man, that busted me open. That was good stuff. Thumbs up. He rapid fires a bunch more trash talk, calling MJF a brown nose and reminding everyone that Ricky Stocks is a worker and a grinder. He grinds. Holy Ricky. Breathe though, man. Oh, that was about 8,000 words in four seconds. That was fantastic. One hell of a promo right there. Got to give that a thumbs up. MJF is very impressed, so he kicks Ricky right in the ding-ding. Oh, man. Hilarious. Unreal. <laughs> Ricky fights back because, you know, when you get kicked in the in the dick, it doesn't hurt really for a little bit, and then it'll drop you. So uh, Ricky, in that little bit of a sweet spot, nails a spear on MJF and then runs away. Some of the best freaking young Mike Smiths in the business right now just showing off the skills in MJF and Ricky Starks, man. I mean, MJF was... was I'd say I give the edge to MJF, but Ricky, man, he is, he's up there. I'm going to give it all, all around a thumbs up. Good stuff here. 
Now we move into Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship. Darby throws his body at Joe just recklessly. He misses it and hits the concrete with a shoulder. I mean, goodness gracious, Darby. Gotta be more careful, guy. Joe then smashes Darby against the steel bar barricade multiple times. Owie. Joe then power slams Darby on the concrete floor. Yeesh, man. This is, this is getting brutal. Joe sends... Um, Darby bouncing off of the ring post. Darby goes spinning off of it like a Beyblade. Like, holy, the spins. It was ridiculous. Crowd is getting kind of uncomfortable with this beatdown. There's, like, uh, they even, like, panned in on an older, like, a, I don't know, like a dad, I guess. And he looked really uncomfortable. Darby somehow fights back, hits a coffin drop on, uh, onto Joe in the on the outside. Then a flurry of offense. We got a near fall onto Joe. Darby goes for another coffin drop, but Joe catches him into the coquina clutch. Darby passes out, and Joe retains his championship. Woof! Mercy, that was ridiculous, Darby. You're an animal, bro. You're an absolute animal. Uh, great performance from Joe, looking much more like the Samoa Joe that I know and love. Brutal match, man. Absolutely brutal match. These two pair great together. Uh, really like the chemistry. Joe loves kicking ass, and Darby loves having his ass kicked. So, it's a great match. Match made in heaven. I really dug it. Eight out of ten. Joe snaps after the match, gives Darby a muscle buster onto his skateboard. Oh my goodness, man. Joe is choking Darby out. Wardlow runs down for the save, and Joe retreats. My goodness, Darby. A, a solid, I don't know, year or two taken off of his freaking career with that match alone. Like, oh my goodness, man. Ridiculous. But again, I appreciate it, Darby. Good stuff. Now we move into Claudio and Yuta Wheeler with John Moxley versus Haggard and Daniel Garcia with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Okay, there was a lot of acronyms in there that I had to try and remember what they meant. Okay, I got it. I got it. Haggard offers Claudio a lovely purple bucket hat but he hums it into the crowd what the fuck claudio you're lucky that jake brought an extra hat this week wheeler getting isolated for a very long time in this match claudio finally gets the tag in he goes nuts hits the giant swing on the big man haggard moxley prevents sammy gravara from screwing with the match claudio hits the big uppercut for the w it was a pretty solid match it was it was fine Moving on, we got William Regal. Now, here we go. Interviewed by Tony uh, Shivani. Regal explains the Fight Club didn't need him anymore, and he betrayed them to teach them one final lesson. Um, Okie dokie, then. Well, Shivani asked for the for the Fight Club's thoughts on all of that, whatever Regal just said. Mox doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to destroy Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, honestly, not the strongest explanation on why William Regal destroyed the Fight Club and betrayed them and all that stuff, but uh, what's done is done, honestly. I, it's, they're moving on from it. doesn't really matter, I guess. Uh, appears that, I don't know, William Regal may be off of TV for a while. Uh, he just kind of walked off here. Not sure when we're going to see him next. Oh, Oh, here she comes. Jamie Hayter, baby. She is demanding to get interviewed by Tony Schiavone. She's like, interview me now, damn it. You never interview me. Now it's my time. And and she gets what she wants. He says she's going to be fighting. Uh, she says she's going to be a fighting champion. Oh, baby. Is it is it getting hot in here or what? I mean, oh, Jamie Hayter. Oh, she's so sexy. Now we move on to a six-woman tag team match. Jade Cargill with the baddies. Plus, 
uh, Red Velvet and Layla Gray versus Kira Hogan, Sky Blue, and Madison Rain. We got a lot of women inspired by colors here. You got Red Velvet, Layla Gray, Sky Blue. Holy moly. Let's, uh, I don't know. Let's try uh, 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 something else. I don't know. What's going on? What's going on with that? Ugh, the match builds to get Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan in the ring against each other. It was neat, but it only lasted like friggin' 18, 20 seconds. Then Rain comes in to immediately get jaded and lose for her team. So, uh, way to go, a-hole! Way to go, Madison! Uh, the match was mad tag match. All right. You know, it was, it was fine. All right. Performance from velvet. I, I feel like she was like the most impressive out of everybody in the match. And, uh, yeah, man, I like Kira Hogan. Nice to see her kind of breaking away here from the shadow of Jade Cargill. I always kind of liked Kira Hogan and, uh, we'll see where it goes with her. Uh, not a great start here her team getting dominated by Jade Cargill, but they're teasing it. So, uh, they're more than likely going to be building that up for the next match, but I don't know if Kira Hogan's going to be able to stop Jade. So, uh, we'll have to just wait and see. Now we got Britt Baker. She challenges Soraya to a tag team match. Britt is going to team up with Jamie Hayter. She makes light, like a little joke. She's like, Jamie's always in my corner, but not right here, right now, because she was out doing her own thing just a moment ago. But every other time, she's they're always together, and I thought that was funny. Now we move on to the main event. We got FTR versus The Acclaimed with Daddy Ass for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Will FTR be able to grab all the tag team gold and that's basically available to them in all of wrestling start out with a good rap for max caster as always ftr stands for <laughs> ftr stands for find the remote that was that was pretty funny that made my wife laugh because she's not a big fan of ftr she she finds them quite boring and the fact that you know it's time to find the remote when ftr is on that's that's pretty good that's funny bowens pumps up texas they love themselves some of the acclaimed crowds going bananas Acclaimed lock in dual sharpshooters on FTR and celebrate with a little scissor fest. Scissor! Bowens has a nasty looking bruise on his shoulder that it doesn't look good, but it doesn't stop him from going absolutely nuts on his hot tag. Thumbs up for that. FTR hitting a spike pile driver on Bowens. Got a near fall right there. FTR nails the big rig on Caster and no, no! Bowen's able to break up the pin just in time. Oh, oh, that was a close one. Merry Christmas. This is awesome chance from the crowd. Cash, cash slamming Max repeatedly, but he gets ca caught in a roll-up, and the acclaimed retain the championships. Oh, hell yeah, man. Great performance. Might honestly be the best match I've seen from the acclaimed to this date. They really stepped up to the elite level here, proving themselves as true champs. Great match. Uh, nice near falls. Good pace to it. And uh, I was asking last week, the question is, uh, will the Acclaim be able to step up to uh, the plate with FTR? And I would have to say yes. They did a great job tonight. Eight out of ten. Great match. The Ass Boys, after challenge FTR for a double dog collar match or some shit, uh, I love Cash's reaction when... <laughs> When when he, when that gets announced, he's like, oh, for goodness sakes, can't we ever have, like, one freaking weekend off or something? So I got a little giggle out of that. Uh, very good Dynamite. Uh, the beginning with the Battle Royale was sweet. I always I always loved me uh, a Royal Rumble. Even It was a light version of that, but it was, it was enjoyable. I dug it. Joe versus Darby could get, like, seriously gruesome, man. Like, it was gruesome tonight, but it, I, th I feel like they're just getting started. So, uh, yeah, oh, boy, it could get ugly. 
Middle, uh, the middle part of the show was all right. Hoping for Kira Hogan to emerge on the women's roster as a main player. I'm, I'm rooting for her. I really do like her. And the main event, man, just a, another great FTR tag team match. The Acclaim stepped up to the plate and uh, really brought their A game. I really dug it. Going to give the show a seven and a half out of ten. All right, let's move on to SmackDown. They are in Pittsburgh this week. Show kicks off with Sheamus and Butch with Ridge Holland versus the Usos. They are out there with Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. This is for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. All right, great way to start out the show. Let's see how it did. Sheamus and Butch hitting the chest beats together, but Butch goes absolutely insane and just hits like 27 more in a row. The crowd absolutely loves that. Uh, Made me giggle, and I'm going to have to give that a thumbs up. That was a good little spot right there. Sheamus with a razor's edge and then Butch like catching him catching that into a neckbreaker. that was an awesome combo move love that thumbs up Sammy causing a distraction but Ridge stops him Sheamus gets a good piece of the brogue kick but apparently not all of it so he gets a near fall there Usos hit the 1D Sammy grabs onto Sheamus so he can't break up the tag Usos retain their tag titles yet again damn all right, man, that was a freaking that was a very good match. MVP of this match goes to Butch for sure. He was awesome as always. Man, he is Butch is so freaking good. I wish they would change his name back to Pete Dunn. I, I much preferred that, the bruiser weight, but uh he's still an amazing uh performer in the ring, and he was excellent tonight. Sheamus, his usual st- stiff self, just beating the crap out of everybody. Sammy going nuts on the outside was entertaining, and seriously, man, he could fill in for Paul Heyman, and and not many people would be complaining. Like we don't have Paul Heyman every single night. You got Sammy Zayn out there doing the crazy, just oh god, oh geez, look out, kind of thing. It's great. Seven and a half out of ten. Really good match. Now we got L.A. Knight. He's cutting an in-ring promo about Bray Wyatt. He claims he struck fear into Bray. He shows footage of him be, uh, of him getting beaten down, all this stuff. And he's covered in a bunch of debris and all that great stuff. He also reveals that a uh, creepy masked man, Bray Wyatt, was uh, creeping in the background watching the whole time. Ooh, spooky. L.A. Knight is on the hunt for Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Okay, finally some progression here in the L.A. Knight Bray Wyatt storyline, even though it's just a little bit, but it's something. I'll take it. Legato backstage trying to get interviewed earlier, but are rudely interrupted by the horrific streams of Shotzi Blackheart being attacked by Ronda and Shayna Baszler. And apparently Shotzi's hand or wrist or something was broken. I don't know. Uh, Shoosh, please. Absolutely shoosh. Uh, We're trying to have an interview over here, says Legato. Shayna and Ronda are met in the back by Liv and Tegan Knox. They exchange words and move on. All right, so Knox and Morgan looks like they're going to be a tag team here. Uh, could be a decent tag team. Uh, I'm fine. I like I like Tegan. She's uh, I already like her more than basically Ronda, Shayna, and Morgan combined. So there, there. You could take that for what it is. Moving on, we got Lake Gatto versus the Viking Raiders. Yay, finally a real match for the Viking Raiders. Selena joins commentary. That's always a good time. Raiders got a pretty wicked entrance, I must admit. They uh, might be able to get over with just their entrance alone. It's uh, it's quite cool. And Sarah Logan, whatever the hell she's going as now, Valhalla or some shit, looks awesome, uh, as always. Um, Hit Rose music hits. Ew, what the hell's this? Ashante and Top Dalla attack and ruin the tag match. Boo! Valhalla attacks Hit Row. She's outnumbered, gets tossed into the beautiful, innocent, would never do wrong to anybody, Selena. No, how could you hurt Selena? 
hit row, then attacks like Gatto, and uh, man, dang, I was kind of excited to see the Viking Raiders fight a real tag team for the first time in a long time, but then stupid hit row has to come out and ruin everything, so yeah, I did not like this, thumbs down. LA Knight backstage, he is searching for Bray Wyatt, the lights go out, and the masked Bray Wyatt appears, eh, it's, I guess it was supposed to be scary, and then they just go to commercial break, and, and that's it, that was just, it was like a freaking 15 second little thing there, so yeah, that's it. Now we got Ricochet and Gunter. Their contract signing for the Intercontinental Championship match is taking place. New Day interrupt because they know that it's gonna that shit is going to hit the fan because that's how every contract signing goes down. So they're out here to even up the odds and try to make sure uh, nothing bad happens. Gunter promises destruction for Ricochet. New Day rile up Imperium saying their ding-dings don't work. Gunter throws a table. Oh boy, it's happening. Hell is breaking loose just like the New Day predicted. Oh, oh Jesus, they were right. New Day and Ricochet clear the ring. Now we're going to have ourselves a six-man tag team match player. So, let's move on to that match. New Day and Ricochet versus Imperium. Imperium destroying Xavier. Note that New Day have a title match the next day. So, uh, yeah, pretty deadly. Are uh, happy to see New Day getting their asses kicked tonight. Kofi gets in there, but Imperium, like a well-oiled machine, just pick apart Kofi in no time. Ricochet finally gets the hot tag, and he takes it to Gunter. Ricochet nails a perfect shooting star on Kaiser for the big momentum win, heading into his title match next week. Alright. New Day taking a beat down, heading into their upcom- upcoming title match. That's uh, They're going to add more story to that match, so good job there. That's, uh, that's good booking right there. Going to give that a thumbs up. And uh, also got a nice preview of Ricochet versus Gunter. Match was solid through, for most of, for most part. Um, mostly adding more storyline to the rivalries and upcoming matches. But I feel like they did a good job adding to the storylines. The match was, was just kind of there. Bloodline hanging, hanging out backstage. Jay pulls Sami Zayn aside and suggests... That he maybe trim his beard and hair up a little bit. And uh, yeah, Sammy is absolutely shook by this suggestion. Will he trim it up next week? What do you guys think? I think hopefully yes, because he desperately, desperately needs a haircut or something going on. But that thing is a mess. Now we got Rey Mysterio backstage. He is met by Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Oh boy. Karrion shows sympathy for Rey's family, family, familia situation, then talks about a horse. Carrion basically says Ray is an old horse needing to be put down. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's where that was going. Man, everyone has just been messing with Ray Mysterio for like the last year. Just leave the poor guy alone for God's sakes. Now we got Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Ronda taunting Morgan throughout the match was was quite entertaining. I like that. Ronda was in uh, good spirits tonight. Thumbs up. Raquel comes out. Raquel Rodriguez uh, out here with her broken elbow, doing absolutely nothing, but she's distracting everyone. Knox hits the shiniest wizard, Liv and Knox, with a huge upset win right here. Match was, it was there, you know, it was okay. Uh, Tegan was pretty good, though, in the ring. I'll give her that. Now we, now it's time, baby. It is time. It is Kurt Angle's birthday celebration in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We got balloons. We got cake. The whole gimmick. It's all in the ring for the freaking gold medalist who who won the freaking gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Frick! Ugh. Kurt is immediately interrupted by Chad Gable and Otis. They are pissed. They weren't invited to the party. Chad chirps the bejesus at a Kurt Angle. They tell him to beat it so Otis can eat Kurt Angle's cake. 
Kurt, like, really sadly leaves the ring. But Kurt ain't no bitch. He calls out his Olympic buddy and the milk truck, baby. Oh, fuck yeah. Thumbs up for the milk truck. He sprays Alpha Academy after a little bit of a difficulty with the with the hose but he gets it going the milk comes shooting out it looks like the aftermath of an orgy in the ring there's freaking white shit everywhere it's disgusting but oh hell yeah crowd loves it they're going home happy with a really fun segment here from the legendary kurt angle (laughs) great segment though seriously thumbs up kurt angle you're you're the best you're the freaking best Hot start for the show, then it kind of lost steam throughout the remainder. Then uh, a nice ending there for Kurt Angle with the milk truck. That was good. Uh, sucks the first real Viking Raiders match was ruined by Hit Row. I mean, goodness gracious, what are we doing? I wonder if we're going to see Sami Zayn with a haircut, man. He fucking desperately needs it. The Wyatt, you know what would be really funny? If if, if uh, Sami Zayn came out with those like clean sides, like uh, really clean cut like the Usos or something, that would be freaking hilarious. Uh, the Wyatt... LA Knight storyline finally takes a, a small step forward, and overall, it was just kind of an okay SmackDown. Five and a half out of ten. All right, let's move on to Friday Night Rampage. It starts out with a doozy, man. We got John Moxley versus Takeshka. I was like, excuse me. I was like, oh my goodness. I sat down. I was freaking ready for this one. Let's get into it. Nice little slap fight right out of the gate. We gotta love that. Uh, Takeshka hits a standing hurricanrana, then a nice flipping dive to the outside. That was awesome. Thumbs up. Mox takes the fight out into the crowd. They're beating the crap out of each other. Mox is a bloody mess now after taking a freaking vicious kick to the face. Whew, baby. Goodness gracious. Takeshka goes off, nailing lariats at top speed, stringing together the ridiculous combos and near falls. Holy crap. Thumbs up for that. Takeshka eats uh, the brutal elbows and a paradigm shift, but he pops up at one. Oh my god. I thought it was over. Crowd goes nuts. I go nuts. Freaking Mox goes nuts. He's beating down Takeshka, but he won't stay. He won't go away. He won't stay down. Mox just keeps smashing Takeshka, locks in a chokehold until finally Takeshka passes out. Holy freaking crap, man. What an amazing match out of absolutely nowhere. No build, no hype. They didn't announce this match as far from I would have noticed that. And they put on an absolute instant classic. Absolute war, bro. Absolute war, bro. I am blown away, dude, by Takeshka yet again. He has superstar potential written all over him, man. Like, this guy could potentially be, like, the next ace in New Japan. Like, this guy is amazing. Love this match. So did the crowd. I think this is a must-watch. I'm throwing this I'm throwing this match into the ringer for match of the year contender. This is a 9 out of 10 from me. Match of the year contender. And then after that match, after the match, I'm still trying to get my bearings. Hangman Page comes out. He and Mox go at it. And um, yeah, the heat just keeps turning up on their rivalry. But fuck, scrap that. Give me Moxley versus Takeshka over and over again. Oh my God, that was a great match, man. And just out of nowhere, like imagine if there was actually some heat and, and rivalry and a little bit of a build behind that. Wow, that was amazing. Great job from both wrestlers right here. Amazing. Now we got the bunny with Penelope Ford versus Ikaru Shida. Shida has the match won, but Penelope throws a kendo stick into the ring, stopping the pin. Shida destroys Ford and finishes off Bunny with a driver and a kick to the head. It was a solid match, pretty short, but uh, Bunny is underratedly stiff and a 
good wrestler in the ring, man. She's good. Uh, getting in some hard shots in on Sheeta, but yeah, Sheeta's just too much for her. Jamie Hader comes out to yell at Sheeta. Oh, baby, man. I cannot wait for their upcoming match. Sheeta versus Jamie Hader. That should be amazing. Now we got Big Bill and Lee Moriarty with Stokely Hathaway versus a couple of jobbers here in a tag match. The jobbers are promptly destroyed by Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. It was a squash match, so yeah, it, it was whatever. Moving on, it's time for our main event. You got Kip Sabian looking like a Jack Sparrow wannabe with his eyeliner. He looks ridiculous. Dan Housen attempts to steal Mark Henry's line. That was hilarious. Thumbs up. Sapien, or, uh, Sabian introduces his hand-selected guy to fight for his match, and it's... Trent Seven, alright, hey, I'm down with that, this dude can freaking go, Trent Seven, he may be a little pudgy, he might have a bit of a tummy, but this dude can wrestle, he's been around, he was in NXT, he was uh, Mustache Mountain with uh, Tyler Bates, I loved that tag team to death, and uh, yeah, I was, real, I was pleasantly the su surprised to see Trent Seven here tonight, so we got Trent Seven versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship. Let's dig into it. Out of the gate, you got Orange and Trent. Uh, Trent um, <laughs> setting up Orange Cassidy to do the mustache curls. Very cute little moment right there. Made me giggle. Trent laying in some seriously meaty chops on Orange Cassidy's chest. Holy fuck. Butcher and Blade, Butcher, Blade, and Bunny come out. A brawl breaks out for a little bit between them and the best friends. Trent has a full Nelson locked in, and Orange is, like, struggling to get his hands in his pocket. So freaking funny, man. Thumbs up for that. Orange turned inside out with a wicked lariat from Trent. Orange punch out of nowhere. We got a beach break. Orange pins and wins. Retains his championship. Oh, baby. That was a good match. About as expected uh, as 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 it could have went. I, I just stroked out right there. Uh, I, I figured that would be good. I liked the chemistry, and both weren't shy about throwing in some funny, funny stuff in the match. Trent Severn is a funny guy, man. It's uh, I really dig him. Uh, thumbs up for that. Seven out of ten. Good shit. Kip, Kip Sabian immediately attacks Orange after the match, but the best friends come out for the save. Oh, wow. Uh, match of the year candidate out of nowhere on this on this rampage from Moxley and Takeshka. Had no idea this match was coming, but wow, they absolutely crushed it. I'd say this is, this is without a doubt, uh, a must-see match. Very, very impressive. It was really good. The middle was okay, and the main event was good. I, I love the rampage formula, man. You just got like three or four high-octane matches, quick, fast promos, funny, quick segments. It's all mashed in there and like... 55 minutes barely any commercials it's all picture in picture love the formula of rampage don't change a thing don't make it any longer i just like that little freaking action pack right there at the end of the week to get me rather set up for the weekend pay-per-views or just to set me off in a good mood for my weekend you know uh really enjoyed this rampage eight out of ten really good okay so let's do the predictions for uh, final battle no not final battle i was going to do uh, my predictions for final battle but it's already started so um i, I can't look at it or I'll, I'll i'll see how it's been uh the results have come out so i'm just going to do my predictions for nxt deadline instead i don't know if i'm gonna do a full review of the ring of honor pay-per-view I'll see, man. I got a really busy weekend ahead of me. There's a UFC pay-per-view. There's an NXT pay-per-view. You got the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I got a hockey game, a big one tonight, Calgary Flames versus the Leafs. That's a must-watch for me, my two favorite teams going at each other. 
So I'll do my best. I will definitely have the NXT deadline. I don't know if I'm going to do a full review of the Ring of Honor one. I'll, I'll see how long it is. If it's like three plus hours, man, honestly, I'm just I'm gonna take I'm just gonna take that one off and just sit back and enjoy it, get high and just eat a bunch of food and just enjoy myself. If you guys don't mind, uh, I'll more than likely talk about it. Like if there's something amazing, you got a match of the year contender on there, I will I will take note of it and we'll talk about it. All right, sound good, sound good. All right. Let's get into the predictions for Deadline. So you got Carmelo Hayes versus JD McDonough, my boy, versus Grayson Waller, excuse me, Mercy, versus Joe Gacy versus Axiom. This is the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. I'm just going straight up with the guy that I love, going JD McDonough all the way. If if they don't see that this guy is the is the is the best out of that group right there, I mean Axiom is is the best in the ring. JD is the best all around. Carmelo Hayes is a close second all around. He's he's good in the ring, good in the on the mic. JD is amazing in the ring and excellent on the mic. Grayson Waller excellent on the mic, good in the ring. Joe Gacy good at nothing honestly, and then Axiom amazing in the ring, not good on the mic. I'm going JD McDonough. Zoe Starks versus Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James versus Indy Hartwell. This is the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge to determine the number one, number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. So, I mean, Zoe Stark is is pretty darn good, but again, I uh, I don't know if Cora Jade is going to get it. She's been kind of quiet over the last few weeks. They've been kind of pushing Roxanne Perez more so. Kiana James, no chance in hell. Indy's been underratedly pretty decently uh, performing quite decently the last few weeks. Underratedly stiff. Uh, I'm going to go with who is the champion right now? Uh, Mandy Rose, eh? Who would be a good opponent for her? I mean, Roxanne would be... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just going to go with Roxanne Perez. I don't want that to happen. I would literally, she's like second to last on my list who I would want to win, but I think Roxanne Perez is going to get the win here. They've been going, they've been pushing her a little bit lately, and uh, she kind of makes the most sense out of the five women featured here to go up against Mandy, because Mandy is straight up heel. You got Zoe, who's arguably heel right now. Cora, pure heel. Kiana James heel and Indy Hartwell arguably a heel. So Roxanne Perez kind of the only baby face. I think she's going to get it done. Sadly. Sorry. I want Cora Jade to win all day though. I would take Zoe Stark as well. And Indy Hartwell, Indy Hartwell would be the pleasant surprise victory. Kiana James, I would be like, what the, okay. And then Roxanne Perez would just be like the, yeah, but you know. All right, Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews. Singles match for the NXT Championship. Going Braun Breaker on this one. Should be a good match. I expect a, a fantastic performance out of Apollo Crews. Uh, should be a good match. I don't I don't know if it's going to be much better than good, but uh, we'll see. I hope they blow me away with this one. Now you got Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince, and Kit William Wilson sorry, versus the New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods for the Tag Team or the NXT Tag Team Championships. I, um, this one's really tough because New Day's never won it before. Pretty deadly. I'm going to go with the New Day just because they haven't won it before. You got to let them have it. I mean, they're going to go down in history as like 1A, 1B greatest tag team in WWE history right behind like the Usos and stuff. Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, stuff like that. Uh, really like Pretty Deadly. I enjoy them a lot. Uh, maybe there's a, <clears throat> a main roster promotion coming in for these guys. I can see them working quite well on the main roster. They're, they're quite funny. Uh, I don't know if they're everyone's uh, cup of tea necessarily, but I do enjoy Pretty Deadly. I'm going to go with the New Day just, just so they can, for career-wise, I would like them to at some point get the championships 
Um, yeah, I think it would be pretty good. And then Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn singles match. I will go with the. Ooh, this is tough. You know, both women here are kind of similar in gimmick. They're both weird, and and they they would definitely stand out in a crowd if uh, if they were in one. That is for sure. I don't know, man. This is a toughie. It's uh, pretty simple. Isla Dawn, the new one. I imagine there's more than likely going to be shenanigans. More than likely not going to have a clean finish on this one or a finish at all. Uh, I'll go with Isla Dawn. She's the new girl. I will go with her. So, yeah, there's that. So, there's my predictions for uh, Deadline tonight. That's going to be in a couple hours. I'll be watching that later. Uh, Got to watch the hockey game first. And, uh, yeah, another UFC event just fucking appeared out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't keep like, uh, I enjoy UFC a lot, but, uh, I just, I can't, I don't have enough time to keep up with it and watch all of it. So yeah, the schedule sometimes catches me off guard and, uh, yeah, another pay-per-view, uh, here tonight. I'm, I'm quite excited to see how that goes down. Yeah. That's a big weekend for me, baby. I'm excited. Hope you guys are excited too, because uh, it's the weekend. But before we finish off this podcast, we gots to do the three-star of the week awards. So let's get into it. Let's start out with a few shout-outs. Quite a few shout-outs this week. There was a handful of, of really good matches this week, I must say. So let's kick it off with uh, Nikki versus Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss on Raw, the triple threat match. Really enjoyed that. I think all women did well. Bliss getting the win there, uh, you know, I'm not happy about it, but I thought the match did well. Uh, Indy Hartwell versus Wendy Chu versus Henley on NXT, another triple threat match. Uh, really good, man. I love me a triple threat match. I like it. Uh, I like them. They're they're well. They're really useful, man, because you can show off uh, the showcase three talents in the ring if you can do it properly all three women look good so i thought they did a good job with that triple threat as well and guess what another triple threat wagner versus axiom versus andre chase also on nxt that was another very well done uh triple threat match i like the i like the mix of wrestler in that one you got the the kind of funny andre chase you got the high-flying ridiculousness of axiom and then the brawler and, and von wagner i thought it meshed really well right there and then you got, I will also shout out finally, Butch and Sheamus versus the Usos on SmackDown. Fun tag team match. Could have been better. I Like that for sure could have been, uh, I, I've seen a lot better out of these guys. But Butch stood out in that match for me for sure. I love Butch. He is like so freaking good, man. I want him and that, um, that Dempsey guy on NXT to be a tag team one day. I think I've already said that in this episode, but whatever. All right, let's get into the full, the actual three stars this week. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be getting phone calls from all of those shout out wrestlers, so don't worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear it. Third star this week goes to Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen on Dynamite. That was a brutal brawl, man. Uh, Samoa Joe really came out uh came was alive in that match it looked like the old Samoa Joe that I that I fell in love with Darby just taking years off of his life in the ring just ridiculous so third star great job from you guys second star goes to the acclaimed versus FTR on Dynamite I was I had a lot of high hopes for the acclaimed on this one hoping they were going to be able to step up to the plate they did just that and they had themselves a great match and they retain against FTR I enjoyed that match quite a bit and, of course, pretty obvious first star this week goes to the match of the year candidate out of nowhere on Rampage, John Moxley versus Takeshka. And, wow, that mo- that match absolutely blew me away. 
no build, no storyline, just went in there, one-on-one, kicked the shit out of each other, told a great story. Crowd got so sucked into it, they were absolutely, like, there, it was a little quiet at first, and, like, you just, you cannot deny the talent of Takeshka. He is amazing. If you have not seen this guy wrestle, Oh, watch him watch him fight John Moxley, man. It is some good, good shit. 9 out of 10, I gave it. So uh, definitely go check it out. I'll, I will be bringing that one up again once we get to the match of the year uh, show and all that great stuff. Don't know when that's going to take place. More than likely around um, WrestleMania time, I think that's when I'm going to do awards for wrestling. I don't really know. I haven't really decided. Anyway, excuse me, one more time. All right. That's it for the show this week, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been your wrestling recap with your host, with the most, Gamer GX. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Made it. You did it. Hey, you did it. All right. You made it through another shitty week of whatever you're doing, work, school, just nothing, whatever. It's it's better now that it's the weekend. And if you work on the weekends, that sucks ass too. But hopefully you get a day off at some point. And when that day comes, help yourself out to a little bit of Gamer GX videos on the YouTube. Got Disco Elysium Uncharted 3 going on over there. It's so close to getting to the end of Disco Elysium. Again, do yourselves a favor. Go out and at least check out some of those episodes. And if that game doesn't draw you in a little bit, I don't know. But uh, I'd, I'd understand. But it, it, it drew my... I let my wife watch like three minutes of it and she was like she couldn't stop watching it i had to take my phone away from her. i'm like give that back i need my phone and uh she's like that's a weird game i'm like yeah i'd recommend you play it but it's 400 hours long no it's not that long but it is long uh regardless you can go over at the youtube channel links are down below Make sure you're sharing this podcast, liking it, and all that great stuff. If you want to leave me a comment about the podcast, anything like that, you can check me out on Twitter, leave comments on the YouTube uh, channel. I will see it, and I'll reply back to you. All that great stuff. So help yourselves to some great wrestling this week. There's a lot to take in. Got Ring of Honor pay-per-view. You got UFC. You got NXT. Lots of good wrestling to take in this week. I, I am going to be feasting tonight, and I hope you guys enjoy your weekend, and I will see you on Monday with the GamerCast. We're talking about Pokemon Scarlet, all right? You guys enjoy your night. I will see you again, or you will you will hear from me again 